Welcome into the DNVR Gaming Podcast, brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. Got a strawberry sky I'm drinking today. What do you got, Rudo? Unfortunately, just a Mountain Dew. My next, uh, my next drizzly Terrible. order is coming through soon, so I'll, I'll get my Breck brew when I can. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I, of course, am your host, Drew Creaseman. You just heard from Rudo there. We also got AJ Hayfley along for the ride today as it's blizzard day on the nvr gaming podcast uh hooray uh, if you're especially yeah the weather (laughs) the weather did work well for this pod i suppose (laughs) uh excellent punnery and so uh yes we will be speaking about as as those of you who are longtime veterans of the podcast know uh, we're going to be trying to review an old game and a new game each week in our own fun kind of way. And then uh, we'll have a first segment here where we're going to talk about some other things. But just so you know, those games will be StarCraft 2 and uh, the new Hearthstone expansion, Ashes to Outlands. Did I get that right? Ashes you told me just five minutes ago. of Outlands. Oh. So close. And shout Damn out to our, our longtime listeners of a two week old podcast, by the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, of course, you can watch these live on Twitch. You can come hang out with us there. Ask us questions while we're doing these uh, every Thursday afternoon, exactly when, as we're learning today, is going to be a little bit fluid, depending on how things go. But Thursday afternoons, we'll be doing the DNVR Gaming Podcast live. Before we get into the reviews, I uh, wanted to start with... Uh, oh. Got a, I've got an echo in my ear. Okay, fixed that. Uh, I wanted to start with first the week on Twitch and then get into a fun game that we played actually a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, but we didn't have the podcast just yet, and so we wanted to be able to do that and talk about it here uh, where we get to build our all-time video game character uh, team to save the world. Uh, but before we get into that, AJ, what, was, uh, what were some of the highlights of your week on Twitch? Uh, it turns out that I am a playmaking master on Heroes of the Storm. (laughs) I can't win a game when I have to DPS, but if I'm tanking or playing support, I have a chance at least. So that's been nice. Must be nice. Yeah. Also, Rudo and I (laughs) won a mission on uh, StarCraft the other day. We won a couple of missions when we weren't on Brutal. (laughs) Yeah, that last one was embarrassing, though. Yeah, we should have we should have destroyed that mission. All right. We just... Well, I mean, the train was was rough. The train was awesome. That was a really fun mission. And then <laughs> we went all in on the eighth train, and it was like, there are nine trains, by the way. Yep, we went all in on the eighth train, survived it, killed it, did everything we needed to. We're and like, the ninth train yeah. was like. The the guy the little the announcer guy pops up and was like, "Oh, the here's the final train," and we're like, "Oh no, "Uh, well, this is bad. Not gonna survive this." And then my huge wall of banshees got fungled twice, and it was over. Yep. Pop 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 pop. I understood about a third of that. Well, (laughs) you'd have watched the stream. You would have understood. I watched some of the stream and understood about a third of it while it was going. <laughs> I'm gonna say. 
That's a really hard game to talk. Rudo. Um, yeah, it, it seems like one of those ones you got to be focused on and would be tough. But I feel yeah. like I need a person sitting there with me explaining what's happening uh, while you guys are playing. <laughs> yeah, we just need a, a caster for every game we play. Yeah. Um, for Full me, time. obviously the Rocket League tournament <clears throat> was the big moment of the week. Uh, shout out Rocket League, the, the winners of the first DNVR Rocket League tournament. Just kind of cakewalk the whole thing for the most part, except for the final series. Um, had a ton of fun Not casting close. it. Looking forward to the next one as well. Can we say... Uh, should we not in front of him how incredible Rudo was solo broadcasting a four hour tournament and really sounded like you were born to do it. It sounded like you've been doing it your whole life. Like uh, t- talking about making the game make sense to me. I was like learning about Rocket League and it was so much fun hanging out and listening to you do that, man. I don't know. I honestly don't know how you did it for four hours either. I I was just saying words, man. We'll uh we'll get guy on someone who's actually smart at the game to break stuff down next time, and it'll be it'll be better. <laughs> it was an impressive performance, though, and it was a lot of fun hanging out with the community that night. Yeah, the community in the chat was awesome. It really makes me look forward to the next one that we're gonna do. Yep. Yeah, th- th- we're gonna have a lot of stuff to announce here very soon in terms of how we're gonna be doing these tournaments and and things like that. I mean, it's. Ooh, it's going to be something. Yeah, we just had a meeting about this stuff, so we're not quite ready to unveil it yet. But uh, those of us who've been asking, hey, you're going to do more Rocket League tournaments? Are there going to be more Madden tournaments? There going to be more FIFA stuff? The answer to all your questions is yes. Yep. Uh, so uh, for me, some of the highlights on Twitch, I finally got to start playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. This week, uh, actually, the highlight of that for me, I've, I've been loving the experience. But what's been crazy to me is that a couple of people who've never played the series before, never played the original game, have been coming along. And a couple of them have even gone out and bought the game themselves and are now like ahead of me in it and are really enjoying it. And so, again, it's kind of that community aspect. I'm loving it. But um, this is the first time I've shared something of my favorite video game franchise ever with a a wider community with basically anyone other than my brother. And it's been super cool uh, getting to talk to people and having people see my reactions as uh, that goes on. I'm still probably about a third of the way through it. uh, So we'll leave a a full review of that for another time. Uh, And then my other highlight on Twitch this week was not even something I took part in. It was watching Spano versus RK, my Super Bowl of the year. RK's 0-10 Philadelphia Eagles finally <laughs> picking up a win and shaking up the whole division there in our DNVR Madden League. Spano at 7-3 and came in cocky, came in with some confidence, uh, maybe overplayed his hand a little bit. RK played a good game. He stepped it up in front of the crowd. We, we had a good 40 people at one point in there watching them duke it out. It was pretty cool. Um, and it was a close game. It came down to basically the final play of the game uh, big interception in the end zone for rk sealed it for him if, if brandon's guy gets that in the end zone that's probably a win for brandon it was a it was a back and forth affair uh it was really really fun to watch and it was hilarious listening to the boss give the classic gamer sigh every time a play didn't go <laughs> his way just a big 
<laughs> like trying not to lose his cool in front of the fans. It was great. The mad banter and failing was awesome. at times. Yeah. And then RK took his chips and went home. Brandon wanted the rematch, but he didn't get it. I know. <laughs> Brutal. I wouldn't either if I was RK and I'd been winless on yeah. the air. I'd be like, nope, uh, bye. I'm one in ten now. Yeah, See ya. Right. See ya. I'm on, a, I'm on a winning streak now. <laughs> bye, sucker. What did he say? The streets of Philadelphia are rioting. I got to get yeah. out there and party with my people. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We won a game, baby. Uh, speaking of games, not just the games games, but a game about games. Uh, that we're going to play right here. A lot of you have already played on Twitter. If you haven't yet, you can scroll a ways back um, on our uh, Twitter feed if you want. I think Rudo's got a graphic we can maybe throw up in uh, here for those of you that are watching live. Uh, But it's one of these games, you know, where you've got $15, 15 credits, whatever it is to spend to build your team of characters. And this was a lot of fun just for us to put this together and decide who should be and what level. And there was a lot of different ideas about how to, uh, put this thing together, but I thought it would be fun if we uh, sort of created our own teams here in front of you and, and talked about why we're going with the characters we are. There's got to be a long introduction. I'll throw it to you guys when I can, but I figured I'd go ahead and let everybody know here the each level. So the highest priced characters that are five credits are Mario, Mega Man, Link, Master Chief, and Samus. The $4 characters are Cloud Strife, Sonic, Kratos, Solid Snake, and Dante from Devil May Cry. Uh, The third level is Terra from Final Fantasy VI, Laura Croft, Kirby, Geralt of Rivia, and Pokemon Trainer. The level two is Commander Shepard of Mass Effect, Nathan Drake of the Uncharted series, Fox McCloud, Donkey Kong, and Lil Mac from Punch-Out. And the level one is Pac-Man, Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, Sam Fisher, and Leon S. Kennedy from the Resident Evil series. So, you have to pick five characters. You've got 15 credits. I went with AJ first last time, so Rudo. Yeah. Build your team to save the world. All right. Mine may be boring, and people may get mad at me for not choosing their video game icons, but in the $5 tier... Or five credit tier, I suppose. I went with Master Chief. Uh, if I need someone to save the world, I want someone with a gun and armor, first of all. And that guy basically single-handedly took down an entire alien species. Two, really, I suppose. Although they teamed up with the Covenant in the end, I guess. But sure. Either way, I'm way more faith in him than Mario jumping on turtle shells. Uh, in the four credit one, definitely going with Kratos. He's the only person on this entire list that has killed a god. So I, I think I trust that to, to save us. I don't think that's true, but keep going. I'll, I'll get back to that. Uh, an actual it, in Greek mythology <laughs> god. How about that? Or is it Roman? I don't even know. Um, $3 tier was a tough one for me. I think you could go a lot of different ways with this tier. Uh, I went with Laura Croft because she's just a badass and I, I always loved her growing up. So that's a bit of a just personal pick on that one. $2 tier has got to be Commander Shepard for AJ. I know he'd, he'd have a riot if I don't pick him. So 
good man. I know uh, where you live. He another another guy who can like <laughs> fight alien races. Uh, and then the one dollar tier, that's Sam Fisher for my covert ops for sure. Alright, that's a solid team. A bunch of bad. shooty shoot guys, basically. <laughs> you got some shooty shooting, yeah. You got Sam Fisher and Laura Croft and Master Master Chief shooty shooting. Yep. Who was your uh, Commander Shepard's going to be shooty shooting? Yep. Just Kratos as. <laughs> yeah. Is your muscle kind yep. of? Yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> just a quick question. You want a guy with a gun <laughs> and armor, so you chose Master Chief over Mega Man, who is all armor and has a gun that switches based on situations, and Samus, who, again, uh, yeah. all armor. So I thought about choosing Samus. I did not choose Mega Man because I watched Drew play that game and saw exactly how weak Mega Man actually was. <laughs> In the hands of the wrong person, sure. <laughs> yeah, and then you watch a Mega Man speedrun and you're like, what is happening? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Mega Man is impossible to kill. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, AJ, yeah, let's let's go ahead and build your team, and obviously now the, the debates will come out as we do this. Well, I've got Samus in the $5 tier, or the 5 credit tier. I'm taking Samus. Has experience saving the world. Uh, has experience saving the world with a timer instead of just like, oh, hey, save the world. Like, save the world in six minutes or less and get out. Has done that. Has a, mm. has a suit of armor. Has a blaster, has has the big charge up gun, and as we saw from the Smash Brothers games, just kicks a lot of ass along the way. So Samus is an easy pick for me. Uh, I'm actually also going with Kratos here in the four in the four credit tier. I mean, the God of War. Yeah, terrible. That's all I'm gonna say it's hard to compete with that. Uh, the three credit tier, I'm going with the Pokemon Trainer because this is versatility based. Uh, Pokemon Trainer could just pop a Pokemon for whatever battle and have it sort of fit whatever situation. It's all about strengths versus weaknesses. Uh, based on the situation, they could pop different Pokemon to do different things. So I'm I'm all about the Trainer for the three credit tier. Uh, two credit tier. Come on. <laughs> it's going to be Commander Shepard's son. Uh, oh, Shepherd. there it is! Oh, you can't you can't really see it. Get out of the way! <laughs> get out Commander of the way! Shepherd. Gotta get that N seven tattoo on stream. There we go. <laughs> um, so that's an easy one. Um, if anything, again, experience saving the world. Also, experience bringing a, a, a wide variety of people and creatures and different things together to save the world is a natural born leader will get everybody behind him also has a dope ship so one credit tier i'm picking a literal dragon because it just feels like cheating so i'm going with spyro that's it yeah. just because it'd be cool to have a dragon on your team spyro is as much a dragon as crash bandicoot is whatever creature he's supposed to be though what like, is crash bandicoot? is he a tasmanian devil i think is that what it is I don't need I don't need the skills of anybody in the single credit tier, but I have I have one left to spend, and I just feel like I'm taking I'm taking the dragon. Fair enough. 
I so my one take is I'm not sure about Pokemon Trainer in general. First of all, he's never saved the world, really. That's fair. And secondly, Pokemon battling people is has never really been a thing. I'd be willing to bet one that of the things that was Pokemon could whoop ass. <laughs> Probably. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, something that was pointed out by a lot of people on Twitter who are our favorite kind of people, of course. They wanted specifics. They wanted to know, save the world from what? Is it an alien invasion? Is it the dead rising? Is it just a military, from uh, uh, you know, human fascist military gone wrong? It's very important to know what we're fighting here. <laughs> Not really. I didn't have an I don't have an Yeah, answer. I mean, no. AJ goes, if no. we were fighting ghosts. I mean, you prepare and... for all those, right? If we were fighting ghosts and pills in a dark room, then we'd all pick Pac-Man, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So my team, for reasons that AJ basically covered earlier, begins with Mega Man, uh, who has saved the world many, many times over, and who basically has a limitless amount of power. Um. Uh, not just because I'm a homer, but in the level four tier, I'm going with Cloud Strife. Uh, again, big surprise. Got to be who you are, big, man. Big, big, he, that's right. Own it. Be what you is. I'm wearing a Final Fantasy hat right now. But also, depending on how you interpret the powers of the Final Fantasy characters, they also have the ability to like summon actual godlike beasts to their side it's like a part of their power structure it's very much what they do in the games and so uh there there's a whole level of of things that come with cloud beyond just a guy who's really awesome at, at having a sword uh so going i'm going with cloud there I'm not gonna double up and go with terra in the next level because That's i gotta pick my guy i gotta pick my guy kirby i gotta go with kirby and i gotta point back to what Rudo was saying earlier, those who know their Kirby lore might have immediately, when he said, hey, Kratos, the only one who's killed a god, like, untrue, sir. I can maybe make an argument that uh, Terra actually has killed a god, but Kirby, uh, I think Kirby is the the underrated pick of this whole thing. I think uh, uh, he's got a similar limitless type of power to Mega Man, um, it's similar to Pokemon Trainer where you've got the versatility, but there's so much more power available to him, and he takes it into himself. He can combine the powers of his enemies to make them even more powerful. Are you kidding me? Kirby. I'm going Kirby all day. Uh, Kirby is an eater of worlds. Uh, he has destroyed gods and demons and realities. Also, he rules in Smash. Jesus. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's true. Uh, since y'all took Commander Shepard level two, uh, I'm going Fox McCloud. Got to go Star Fox on this one. I do need a little bit of leadership on my team here. I need someone to drive this a little bit. Uh, I also need some air support. I feel like I'm pretty covered uh, in the ground, you know, so I need an airstrike. I got Fox McCloud there. Uh, and then uh, I'm following AJ's lead. I'd love to be different there, but I'm taking Spyro. I'm not not taking Spyro from that that first group there. I just I have to. Uh, For me, I just I don't need the self the stealth of Sam Fisher. I don't need as much of a badass as he is. I don't need Leon for anything in particular. Uh, I feel like Crash um, Bandicoot has more potential for chaos than cohesion <laughs> <laughs> on a team. 
And I haven't figured out in what way Pac-Man would be useful. Yeah, still not <laughs> anything. Still not sure on that one. I'm, I'm not sure. There were people who picked Pac-Man though. Well, it's like so, like like hey, like if you're if you're playing like a Civ style save the world and you're trying to starve out an enemy, then you can have Pac-Man go and eat all of their fruit and all of their food and like I guess that's his job. I'm telling you, man. This he's, is the he's only good for ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Um I'd... two things on this team. One, Kirby was my Smash Brothers melee main and I was terrible at that game. So that's why I stayed away from him. Uh ah. two, Fox McCloud is an awful leader. I know he leads his team, but they constantly get attacked. Everything is mass chaos. The only thing he's really trying to do is find out what happened to his dad and defeat Andros because of a personal vendetta. There's no like real leadership there. To be honest, his, his team spends the entire time bickering anyway. Yeah, to be honest, like Peppy leads that team as much as Fox does. Yeah, Peppy is the no, Peppy is the gotta... of Star Fox. Yep. Sorry. No. This is all incorrect information. You're hearing lies and slander on the podcast, and I'd like to apologize to all of our sponsors and listeners. <laughs> this is absolutely <laughs> terrible. How you go, you bring together a bunny rabbit, a toad, and a falcon to a cohesive team over all these years of game. How dare how dare both of you? Okay, I'm good now. Shepherd 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 did it. Man. They got toads and stuff. No, I mean he had all. I mean they got weird races. That's true. I mean okay. Shepard is the pick. When I when I actually did my my list on Twitter, um, I think I probably did take Terra over Kirby, and I took Shepard. Uh, but uh, you could go about. I think there were. Mac. Beating uh, Mike I think Tyson. A way to do I don't think you. qualifies you for much. Gonna <laughs> get punchy, punchy, man. Gotta have yeah. some punchy, punchy. Depending on the battle, I mean, just being like, okay, we need somebody that's good in hand-to-hand combat, and it's like, all right, go, Little Mac. Like, I'm taking Little Mac over Nathan Drake for that, but of course, you could also just yeah. have Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong's right there, man. I'm saying, I'm gonna <laughs> crush your spirit. But Donkey Kong, Gosh. Donkey Kong is kind of a kind of a moody dude, though, because he, uh, right. He, you know, he doesn't get his bananas, or if Diddy isn't around, he he's kind of a sulker. And Little Mac doesn't do that. Little Mac's an inspiration to all of us. He is, he is, is you know, he's he's like Rocky. He just I, keeps moving forward. Little Mac is the same category as Mega Man for me, I guess. Where he has to be in the right hands, otherwise it's just ugly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> beating true. the first like twelve levels of Punch Out is something that basically anybody with any kind of hand-eye coordination should be capable of. Yeah, but then you face it's the... getting beyond that. Where yeah, it gets really when you face yeah. the real opponent, say, and then it becomes impossible. Yeah. Uh, um, Was it like the second bald bull fight where you're just like, oh my god. What happened? Mm-hmm. When did this game get for real? <laughs> I thought I was good at this. Uh, all right, cool. So yeah, if any of you have not played, make sure to create your team and send it to us, and we'll let you know if it's awesome or not. Yeah, <laughs> we will judge you harshly. <laughs> Especially if you take Link like Brandon did. If you spend five credits on a dude with no armor, <laughs> yeah, sword. I mean, he's got the he's got a sword and a shield. It's Mario oh, that you can't defend taking. What's he going to do? I mean, 
you have to get into specifics with Link there too. Like, which Link is it? Majora's Mask right. Link, where you can reset time whenever you want. Like, yeah, that's a pretty cool ability to have. <laughs> uh, that we would be get useful. A, we get a Zelda fanboy to come onto the pod and be like, "Why should I take Link?" Yep. Yeah. Right. That would be fun. Uh, Mario has a pretty good track record of saving the world. No, Mario has a pretty good track record of saving Princess Peach. From one dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, from one incompetent dinosaur that somehow reproduced. <laughs> Isn't that your favorite video game franchise of all time, AJ? Yeah. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, all well, right, I mean, cool. It would, be, it would be neck and neck with Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I love Zelda, but if I'm saving the world, I ain't going that direction. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, love you, love you, buddy. When you have like, okay, like drop like Master Chief into Breath of the Wild, I feel like that game gets a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> there's no guns in that game. <laughs> Don't need to hit three times for nothing. Right, like I feel like you drop, you drop Master Chief Samus Mega Man into Breath of the Wild. It's like, boy, this game sure does play differently. <laughs> Ooh, boy, got dark in here. Ah. All right, let's jump into the review section of the podcast. Uh, I want to add a new wrinkle that I haven't told either of you about this week just because I felt we jumped into our conversations a little too quickly without perhaps uh, a little note at the top about what even the hell it is we're talking about for those who might not know. So uh, we're going to begin with, let's do StarCraft II, whichever one of you wants to take what I'm calling the 60-second synopsis. Give 60 seconds Tell us, what is StarCraft II? I know both of you are capable of answering this, so who wants to take the first ever 60-second synopsis? Uh, StarCraft II is a spacefaring, real-time strategy game where you, in the campaign, originally play as the humans trying to fight off an enemy alien force known as the Zerg, and you are also aided by an alien race known as the Protoss in trying to beat back this Zerg menace, which ends up taking control of the main character's fiancé? Are they married? Girlfriend? I'm not sure. Either way, who becomes the queen of this alien race in their mission to take over the universe, essentially. It gets a lot more complicated with, like, the hive mind and the the overmind or whatever it's called, where, like, the Zerg is actually trying to prevent some things from happening and, and do their own thing. But ultimately... Yeah. It's defeat the alien race like so many games are. Yeah. Unless you're mean, and in it, which case it's be the alien race. <laughs> terrible person. Um, and as you said, real-time strategy game. So it's one of these where you collect resources, build armies, build different units, go out and, and yep. battle you balance, armies, correct? You balance your gameplay between uh, resource management and army building uh, slash yep. control. Large-scale army fighting going on. Well, I don't want to say large-scale because Supreme Commander exists, and that is large-scale fighting. I mean, yeah, we're not talking about thousands of units, but... Yeah. Wow. You've got a supply cap of 200, and Supreme Commander, I think, is 1,000. Wow. Plus, you have to zoom, you have to zoom all the way out on the planet just to see everything going I on in that think. game. That's amazing. 
All right, we'll have to anyway, talk more about fun. that later. Yeah, let's do this since uh, Rudo did the 60-second synopsis. AJ, who would you recommend this game for? Um, people are honestly, it's it's a tough it's a tough recommendation these days because RTS games are increasingly falling out of favor because gamers prefer yep. uh, easier games, and RTS games are notoriously difficult because you are you're multitasking constantly. Anybody that likes the 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 challenge of one v one has that competitive spirit of I want to one v one people. Uh, and I'm, I want to rely on myself mostly and really wants the most competitive and challenging game that they can find, StarCraft is perfect for. Yeah, it's... When he says difficult, not only is there a high ceiling, the floor to being able to even play this game at a functional level is incredibly yeah. high. You have to learn. You have to learn all the units, which units are good against which in versus each of the races mirror matchups, hotkeys for everything. And then you have to be able to play at a fast level. You know, Rudo, Rudo lost us. Uh, Rudo lost us a number of games over the, <laughs> over the, uh, the, the last time that he streamed because he wasn't able to manage his Queens correctly, which is very hard to do. And why I don't play Zerg. Yep. <laughs> I used to be good at that game these days. Not so much. <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. it's very it's very difficult. It's and it's a very stressful game. Um, if you just watch that stream, you really got a sense of what what kind of what kind of player it or what kind of mindset you have to have when you play it. Because Rudo was complaining that we were playing it on a difficulty that was too easy. Yeah, and it was like, okay, we can we can bump it up, but I'm telling you, the jump is very large, and. Wouldn't you know it? The jump was very large, and then <laughs> when we lost, he said, "That's the StarCraft that I know." Yeah, <laughs> because it was stressful and it was overwhelming, and you got sweaty hands, and you just—it's ah, very like it's very taxing emotionally, mentally, if physically. Sounds like hockey. Like it's it. It makes me laugh when people are like, "These sports aren't real sports." You just sit there, and it's like. Play StarCraft at a high level sometime and come back to me. Go watch DRG put on 600 APM in a game of StarCraft and yeah. like get go play StarCraft. Yeah. Then watch a pro play it and you'll be like, oh. when you have seven APM and they're doing 18 things at once. <laughs> yeah, it's like they said, guys. So I guess the they're like, okay, I'm not even gonna watch. Yep. Not even. Uh, so I guess the opposite of who would you not recommend this game for would be people that don't have the patience for all that. <laughs> yeah, people that don't have the patience for it, and people that are not looking for a very uh, a very high skill challenge. Um, it, just don't bother if you're not if you're not invested in being competitive in the game. There's really not a lot to get from it. It is not a game that can really be played casually. Yeah. You would, it will not be a fun casual game. The campaign is fun to play yeah, through once, but if you want any type of multiplayer, you have to commit to that game pretty significantly. Yeah. Um, Digiman in chat says the OG StarCraft on N64 was the best. I have no idea how anyone played that game on a console, to be honest with I you. I have no clue. 
I've never I've heard, heard of play Command and Conquer on an N64 once. It was awful. Yeah. RTS is just not meant for that. Yeah, straight up. But appreciate that, that you dug it. Well, I do want to get into now uh, the MVP of the game. Uh, and maybe some of that, you, you can do a couple of them here, or, or you could each pick one. But uh, also uh, the, the sort of legacy of the game, I think, is one of the things that's most appealing about it. But what, what would you guys say? Uh, Ruta, let's start with you on this one. MVP of the game. Uh, the MVP, the actual player of the game, is absolutely Kerrigan. She's a total badass. She's the queen <laughs> of the Zerg. Uh, Love it. She's amazing in every way. <laughs> just gonna start shit. Yep. <laughs> uh, best character in the game by far, especially in StarCraft II, where like she at least has somewhat of a redemption arc, so she's not just completely evil the entire time. Um, yeah. There's no competition. I know AJ's going to try and make an argument for Rainer, but he's just wrong. Uh, (laughs) And uh, the legacy of this game, and really the StarCraft series, both games, was the biggest RTS game ever. StarCraft II Legacy, for me, was the beginning of esports. This is the game that started it all before everything else and it blew up. They were out there in Korea playing these tournaments. People were making a living off of playing this video game. Not in America, but in the world. And it it's bred my love for esports in general. South South Korea watched StarCraft One Brood War the way that we watch football. Straight up. Like it was it that was country's national sport. Yep. <clears throat> All of the the, the most uh, uh, the the big companies in South Korea um, all invested and had their own gaming houses and teams and all that. Uh, and like like Rudo, I got into esports and really the the rise of esports legitimately. Like esports have been around for a long time. Uh, all through StarCraft One's history, there were some rise and falls with the Halos uh, early on, uh, Quake, things, uh, Unreal Tournament, games like that back in the day. Esports did not truly, truly, truly take off in the way that they have today until StarCraft 2. Yep. So while StarCraft 2 certainly is not the esport anymore, and it's quote-unquote dead game now, uh, this this version of esports began, the rise of esports in the West began with StarCraft 2. And I think that's where its true legacy is. And its MVP is actually Zeratul. Yeah, if if you enjoyed my uh, Rocket League casting, <laughs> shout out to uh, Tasteless and Artosis because that's who I try to emulate. Tasteless was the casting duo. That's dope. All right, everyone's favorite part already. All of our longtime listeners, this long, the, the the most tenured and beloved section, of course, of the podcast already is this game as an athlete, StarCraft Two. As an athlete, could be a Colorado athlete. We'll try to do as many of those as we can, but I picked Kobe last time for Fantasy um, Seven, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> right now, Kobe. The now Kobe, the Colorado athlete. Yeah, yeah, like the least Colorado athlete I yeah. could. But um, AJ and and you, you you can each pick a different one, or you could just agree on one. But what do you think? This could be just a, anyone who thinks of one. I'll go shot if you want to think about it. Yeah, I think um, I have an answer, but I'm curious what you say. Well, I'm not technically saying an athlete. 
I'm saying oh. Jared Bednar. Because oh. you have playing StarCraft is like control trying to control chaos, right? So Jared uh, Bednar's <laughs> got to sit on the bench and tell which players to go out on the ice and control the game flow and adapt to what the other opponent is throwing at them on the on the field. And then afterward, once you log off of StarCraft, you're not done. He's got to go home and slave over his lines and watch tape of his opponents and figure out what they're doing to try and beat them in the future. AJ? Okay. <laughs> I'm going with an actual athlete. Uh, I'm picking Floyd Little. Because Floyd Little was the first of the greats and sort of set it up for the, for all of the rest of the, the great Denver athletes. Uh, and like Floyd Little, StarCraft II would go into the Gaming Hall of Fame as an all-time great game. Uh, certainly the StarCraft franchise would uh, undisputably go into that Hall of Fame. StarCraft II would go into it as, as a trendsetter for its time and its era. And to be honest, the pinnacle of RTS is is the StarCraft franchise. Yep, a lot of RTS games out there. Uh, StarCraft is the the absolute tip top of of the entire genre, and Floyd Little kind of set it all up for future Broncos. Uh, was a big part of the initial Broncos mm-hmm. success and uh, them succeeding in Denver and and building the Broncos as the the franchise here in Denver. Uh, and setting it up for much bigger things to come for Denver sports in general, the same way that StarCraft II set up esports in the West for much bigger things to come as well. I like that. I think that's a good comparison. Uh, watching a quality game of StarCraft feels a little bit like a symphony to me, right? Like there's so many things going on that combine together, and it's exhilarating. Mm. Yep, mm. like. When you're when you're watching the timing attack and the defender knows that it's coming, and he's just trying to get the two two weapon upgrade weapon and armor upgrades out, and he's just trying to get enough defense to just barely hang on because he knows that the all in timing attack is on its way. It's literally walking across the map. You're 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 torn between you've got the camera on the units coming across the map and it's panning back to the base where he's preparing to defend, and you know this is the showdown. And the good casters will tell you the game will be decided in the next 15 seconds. We are about to know. It's just, it's high drama. It's high drama when you watch it, you know, when you start a game and somebody's cheesing, you know, you see a six pool, you see a cannon rush, you know, that's, it's high drama. How long does it take for them to figure this out? You know, Maru has won how many games because he just puts, he builds his base outside of the other team's base. He hides it. Yep. And he's like, well, my units don't have to walk across the field if I just build all my stuff over in your base. Well, and <laughs> it's a matter of finding it. And it's high drama. It's all about the fog of war. Can this person scout what's about to happen to him? If he does, can he defend it? Can he punish it appropriately? It's just, it's a brilliant game of chess that gets played very quickly. Boom, and then the final part is just a quarantine score. Um, I'm going to give it a yeah. low quarantine score yeah, because <laughs> it's a game that you need to walk away from. 
um, when things go poorly, when you get five racks you, reapered, you will one hundred percent tilt in this game. Yeah. Yep. It is. It is. It is very tilt heavy. Uh, I have broken multiple keyboards, headset, and mice because of this game, and was one of the reasons why I stopped playing it at, on a consistent basis. Was because I was spending too much money replacing gaming gear because I was breaking it because people were <laughs> people were sending shit to my min line and I kept forgetting to build something to defend it. Or I would, you know, like you you have a build order and you do something a million times and then you forget to do it one time. And, and that game is ruined. One thing that yeah. they punish you with, and yep. it's just like, everything. And then you break everything around you, and nobody wants to be near you. And that makes it is one hundred percent a game where it says it's like it's like watching the the series finale of How I Met Your Mother. After you're done, you need to take a walk. And that's that's exactly how it is it's the worst quarantine game because when you're in quarantine you can't go anywhere you can't do anything about it you're, yeah you're, and you're gonna make the people around theory. you miserable it just builds <laughs> you, you'll sit there and stew for sure maybe like a yep. a 310 at best uh, yeah i i would have given it yes i forgot to actually do that it's a three yeah a three all right all right well uh, let's 10. move <laughs> let's move into our new game review for this episode of the podcast. Again, brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. Still working on that strawberry sky. And we'll be speaking now about the new Hearthstone expansion, Ashes of Outlands. Yeah, got it. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> uh, so as you can tell, uh, I don't know anything about this game. I've only uh, heard a little bit about Hearthstone. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation because this can be uh, both a review and a sell because it sounds like something I might be into. So this could actually get me into a new game here. No pressure. Maybe you're not going to recommend it. We'll see. But first we got to begin with that 60 second synopsis. What even is Hearthstone and this expansion? Hearthstone is a collectible card game digitally in the Warcraft universe. (laughs) So, I, I don't even know if I need 60 seconds. Um, you get to play with cards, including all of the champions in in the Warcraft universe, and you play as classes, uh, much like World of Warcraft has the same classes for the most part. And you build a 30-card deck, you match with an opponent, and you play out your deck. The winner is the first to reduce their opponent's health to zero, by generally hitting them in the face with the minions that they have played. All right, follow-up question on this, because I grew up playing Magic the Gathering a bit. Yes. I played the Pokemon trading card game for a while, which was super dope, by the way. Anyone who knows, knows what's up. Um, but wh- what would you say the learning curve? Is it going to be very familiar with people? For people who are familiar with things like that, is it pretty easy to understand and get into? Yes, it, it is a very simplified version of Magic the Gathering, essentially. It takes out a lot of the complexities that make the game quite difficult. Um, resources are automatic. You start with one on turn one. Every turn you gain an additional resource. So you don't have to play like lands and things like that to, to get your power sources going. Uh, and... The the interaction between players is a lot simpler. The attacker attacks whatever it wants. The defender 
can't really defend. There are certain mechanics on certain cards that make them defenders, but you can't not actively defend cards. So it's it's very much an aggressive game. The the person whose turn it is has control and, and sets the pace of play for the most part. There still are control decks and, and things like that, um, which are the least valuable player of the game, for sure. But... <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is very much in the classic <laughs> style of of a card game and personally i i really like the game i think it's a lot of fun uh very easy to get into and understand i'm free to play i've played long enough that i have enough of a card base to get by with this if you're just starting the game and you're not willing to put money into it it's going to be rough at the start so, yeah. and and I mean, it's a card game. Every card game in existence is like that. So, right. Um, and then my other question would be, uh, how enjoyable do you suspect it would be for people who aren't uh, super well versed in Warcraft lore? I, it can still be a ton of fun. For the Warcraft lore, is really all just flavor. You don't need the flavor to enjoy the actual gameplay because every card has words on it that tells you what it does, and you can just learn how to play the card game aside from the Warcraft things. So for the experience of the game, I think it's great. Uh, I love the game. It's been out for a long time. We're reviewing the the new expansion here, Ashes of Outland, so if we want to get into that, the new class Demon Hunter, a lot of people are salty about how good it is, but I think it's a load of fun. I think the class is the funnest thing that's happened to the game in a long time because I'm an SM Orc player and just like to hit people in the face. So, so if you like to hit people in the face, the new expansion is good. So that was my question. Who is the new expansion recommended for? People who like to hit people in the face. Yeah. AJ, well, what is your level of experience uh, with these games? Uh, I hate card games of all kinds. I don't play them. What a nerd. <laughs> yeah. It's never... It's I, I've, I don't know what it is. Um, even like basic, like blackjack pisses me off. Like yeah. the most basic of card games just makes me... Chat, uh, chat made a good point uh, with this Ashes of Outland expansion. They are giving out uh, a welcome deck to every player, so that does help with the card base quite a bit if you're a new player joining in. So, very good call. Makes me recommend the game there even you more if you if you have any interest in card games at all. So, if you're more like me and less like AJ, yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, yeah, I might have to look into it. Yeah, I actually want to play the game. Warcraft. <laughs> like, I actually want to play a and game. I just not just mess around with cards. I just, I really struggle with it. That's a game in itself, though. Definitely that dude that uh, went into Final Fantasy VIII, and as soon as I saw there was a collectible card game called Triple Triad, uh, definitely sunk a good 20 to 30 hours into just doing that. Uh, or like when I play uh, The Witcher, which I need to play a lot more of, uh, but the um, Gwent, yeah, I'll, I'll just play that. I'll just I'll say this right now: Hearthstone is way better than Gwent in every way imaginable. Oh, oh, okay. Shots fired. Well, now I have to check it out just to okay, <laughs> just All to right. prove me All wrong right. on that. The least surprising thing will be when you show up to next week's gaming pod. And it looks like you haven't slept in three days. Yep. And you're like, oh, I've just been playing Hearthstone. Dude, this Demon Hunter Res Priest matchup is stupid. I hate this game. Yeah. <laughs> this, this this will be, it will be 
the easiest, most predictable call <laughs> ever. When if I get, sometimes I'll stop myself. Pod. That's why I might actually stop myself from getting into it at all, just because we've got so many things going on already on the gaming side. I'm going to have to at least wait till I'm done with Final Fantasy VII. I think once I'm done with the VII remake, uh, I'm going to give it a look, though. But I don't want to get... I don't want to get too scatterbrained because I would dive into it way too deep. And uh, anything that is sold to people who have addictive personalities, <laughs> it's not going to be good for me. Uh, Rudy, you already mentioned the least valuable player. What's the most valuable player? What's the best, most fun thing uh, within or just about playing the game? Uh, most valuable player is just the ease of access. Uh not only is this a PC game, you can have it fully integrated and play it on your phone, uh, on the go. It's it, That was the big revolution when they first came out with Hearthstone, was the syncing between mobile and PC play, and, and being able to do both. And on top of that, if you are a new player, I know I said the card base can be hard, they're working on fixing that. There are super awesome game types where you don't need cards, like Tavern, Ball, Tavern Brawl or Arena, that you can play with uh, pre-made decks, or you can do a card draft and, and get cards that you want. Um, it's the exact opposite of StarCraft. The floor is unbelievably low to start this game. No, yeah, all right. Damn it, he's getting me into it. Stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have, I have uh, multiple friends who only play it. Um, all over the place. Yep. Thank yeah. you for the follow, Young Hova. Much appreciated. Jay Z in the house. Thank you. <laughs> My name is. All right. And so, again, back to everyone's favorite part of the podcast this game as an athlete. So, as an athlete. this game. Mark Andre Cleesh. As an athlete, is not Mark Andre Cleish. Rez Priest <laughs> might be Mark Andre Cleish because they never actually have any offense. But I think this game, as a whole, is going to be. I'm going to go with Tyson Jost on this one. Critically acclaimed. Ooh. Ext- the potential is always there. There are many, many people who love it. There are many, many people who hate it. And you want it to be something that you fall in love with. There are there are parts of it like Grandpa Jost, where you finally break through and get that win that you were looking for, and it's, it's amazing and emotional, and then you'll go on a five-game losing streak, and you're like, this is horrible, and I'm so frustrated, and I'm tilting out. But at the same time, still super enjoyable, and there's so much potential there that, like Tyson Jost, when he hits his potential, it'll be worth it. How do you like that, AJ? Mark Andre Cleish. (laughs) (laughs) To be ignored and forgotten. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know who that is. Exactly. (laughs) That was a setup. It's an alley-oop and you dunked it, you dunked it hard. All right, quarantine score. Uh, quarantine Ooh. score, definitely stronger than, than most of the games, I think. I, I wouldn't go full 10-10 because it, this game will tilt you, like I said. You'll go on losing streaks where you have to put it down for a minute, but the addiction comes in strong. I, I would say 8.5 out of 10, probably. When, when you pick it up, you're just going to want to play more and more and more and more. 
All right. All right, well, I'm going to have to pick that thing up and, you know, completely lose myself in it, but not for a couple of weeks uh, because I've completely lost myself in Final Fantasy VII Remake. We may have a review of that for you next week. We'll see uh, how far I'm able to get through that. Uh, also, at some point, I'm going to start uh, reviewing a couple of the sports games that have come out. Um, I, I get like, oh, real big. you got to work your way through all the different modes in MLB The Show, and so I'd like to be able to... Uh, do a review of that and let us know also what old games i mean we literally have the entire history of video games to choose from if there's something you want us to review uh, even if we haven't played it maybe especially if we haven't played it if it's easy enough to access um if there's a game you all would like us to check out if it's the most indie indie game of all time or a big blockbuster and, and you want us to check it out as long as it's not, it's not going to cost us each, you know, 60 bucks to go do it or we're not going to be able to do that. But uh, not every time anyway, depending on the game. If everyone wants us to get cyberpunk, we may be talked into it, but um, just let us know. Uh, and we'll do our best to review the old games that you all want to hear about uh, until then. Make sure you're following everyone on the social media. You're following the DNVR gaming account you're following. And if you've got, Amazon Prime, you can sub to the Twitch account uh, basically for free to yourself. You can just link your Amazon Prime account. Uh, give us the old subscribe there on Twitch. It's really, really easy to do. You just link up your Amazon Prime account. It sends us a little bit of cash. doesn't cost you anything. And then you get updates and cool prizes and fun things on Twitch if you want to come and watch us do the show live or any number of other things we're going to be doing on the Twitch channel. Uh, to quote the great... Kevin Hart, it is about to go down. Just be ready for all of that. Oh, don't Any worry. Last words, AJ Rudo. Uh, just in the chat, real quick, did you man ask if we're FPS players? Don't worry. the uh, The Halo episode of this podcast is coming soon. I can't wait. I'm gonna love talking Halo. I got all kinds of hot takes on Halo. When Halo Two drops. Um... I will be oh. playing through the entire campaign. Uh, when, Is there uh, going to be a way to on the Master Chief co-op collection on PC? There should be Can a way to like co-op, co-op, yes. Because that's how I played Halo 2 originally was through co-op. Same. I got to get someone to run through that game with me. Um, yeah, I mean, I have it now. I mean, I have Master Chief. I've, I was streaming it the other day. So. We, uh, we, we can't co-op. We can have one stream of us co-oping, but we have to get partner before we can do the squad stream or whatever. But yeah. anyway, that's a topic for off this well, pod. Well, there you go. Yeah. So support the Twitch channel, and then someday we'll be able to do that. There it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening into this episode of the podcast. Make sure you're drinking Breck Brew, you're staying safe out there, and you're joining us on the Twitch channel. For AJ and Rudo, I've been Drew Creasman, and we will see you next time.